Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 is where we'll be at this morning. And this is where the Lord's directed our hearts. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. And I'm going to begin reading in verse number 1 of 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. And uh, some of you may remember, it's been actually uh, on and off now for about a year and a half. On Sunday nights, we started looking through the book of 1 Thessalonians. And uh, we started actually back in 2019. And uh, then unfortunately, 2020 unfolded. And uh, we took a break from it for a while. And then the Lord led us back to go back and start it back. And then we took another break from it for a little while. So apparently the Lord feels like in between 1 Thessalonians, y'all need more than one break. Amen? Yes, and uh, But this morning, this is where the Lord's directed my heart. And um, it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And uh, pray the Lord to touch us this morning. And we're going to read the verses of Scripture. And then I want to give you a little bit of uh, thought. Um, where the Lord has my heart at this morning and give you the message and we'll be done. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. Begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible said, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly, listen to this now, that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. As travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep, as doeth others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken, are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation." For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. Somebody ought to say amen right there. Who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. Look back with me in verse number 2. Bless the Lord. There's a phrase that I want to draw out and keep your Bibles open because we'll be in this text. But a phrase that I want to draw out this morning, verse number 2, where the Bible says, For yourselves know perfectly, here it is, that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. I'm interested in that phrase, the day of the Lord. If the Lord will be my helper, this is what I want to preach on this morning. On the Lord will have His day. The Lord will have His day. Let's go, Lord, in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Your Son, the Lord Jesus, we come before You this morning. 
Father, thank you for allowing us to be in your house. Thank you for one more time to be able to break open the bread of life. Father, thank you for the portion of Scripture that you've directed my heart to. Father, I want to thank you this morning that in the day in which we live, that Father, when we can't trust the news and we can't trust uh, the things of this world, that we've got a Bible, that Lord, that we can break open this morning and find help and peace for our soul. We thank you for that. And now, dear God, as it's come my allotted time to preach one more time, on this side of eternity, I pray, oh Father, that you'd hide me behind the cross of Calvary. I pray you hide me in the cloak of my calling. I pray you'd empty me of my Myself, fill me full of the Spirit of God. Use me as your mouthpiece uh, to preach what you've laid upon my heart. Lord, I pray you give me clarity of thought. Give me clarity of speech. I pray, Father, that the Word will go forth in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. And Father, we pray uh, that there be one here lost in our midst. Today be the day, dear Father, uh, that they would, uh, Lord God, that they would repent of their sins, believe upon you, uh, and Father, be saved before it's eternally too late. If there's one that might be following afar off, I pray, oh God, today uh, that they return back in fellowship with you if there's one here that's struggling with the weight of the world on their shoulders and they're going through a trial I pray oh God may they find comfort in you this morning Lord help us we pray we don't even realize what all we need this morning but we're thankful uh, that you're touched with the feelings of our infirmities and help us oh Father we pray and we'll give you the glory uh, for what you do now in your son's name we ask these things amen and amen if you look back in chapter number 4 in the latter part of, or actually verse 11, down through verse number 18, we won't read it this morning. Verse 13, excuse me, through 18, we won't read it this morning uh, for the sake of time, but you can go home and read that. We have preached through that uh, some time ago. Uh, preaching on, you look back through that, you'll find in verses 13 through 18, we see uh, what we find to be called the rapture of the church. When you look back in verse 13 down through 18, it talks about that the trump of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and us that are alive and remain shall be called up together to meet the Lord in the air. And as I was looking at chapter number 4, as we begin to look in chapter number 5, You'll notice the very first word of chapter number 5 is the word but. And what the word there means when you see anytime you see the word but in the Bible, what that is signifying is, is that it's still talking about the same subject, but rather it's coming from it from a different perspective. And so we find the chapter number 4 as it closes, he's dealing with the rapture of the church. I don't know about y'all this morning, but I'm glad, thank God, there is coming a day when the trump of God shall say, and we're leaving this old world of sin and sorrow. Amen. Y'all have heard me say it 101 times. You might be looking for the undertaker. I'm looking for the upper taker. Amen. You might be looking for a hole in the ground. But praise His name, I'm looking for a hole in the sky. We're leaving up out of here. And I'm glad that thank God He's coming again. Amen. But as I begin to look at chapter 5, I begin to note that this is, yes, talking about in a sense in one perspective about the rapture of the church, but it's also talking about another event that's going to take place after the rapture of the church. For when we look at this phrase here, the day of the Lord. Now if you study your Bible, you're familiar with what we know as Sunday. We call it what? The Lord's Day, right? We know we call the Old Testament the Sabbath day. They called it the Lord's Day, right? Well, let me say this. What this, what this verse is talking about is not the same thing as the Lord's Day. This is not called the Lord's Day in verse number 2 of chapter number 5, but rather it is called the Day of the Lord. Now I want to say this. This morning, when you look in the Bible, 
A day can mean several different things. A day can mean a 24-hour period of time, right? That's what we know it as. If somebody says, uh, we've got one more day left, they're signifying to you they got 24 more hours left, right? So we know a day can mean 24 hours. But we also know that Simon Peter said in 2 Peter, he said a day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as a day. So we find that also a day cannot rather just mean a 24-hour period of time, but also can mean a period of time. Not just one day, but rather many days. And so as we look at this day of the Lord, and looking on the subject that the Lord is going to have His day, I want to give you three things this morning and I'll be done. First of all, I want you to notice about this day of the Lord. I want you to notice the declaration of this day. The declaration of this day. Paul is going to declare some things through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost to these people at Thessalonica about the day of the Lord. Now I will say this, you remember the whole book of 1 Thessalonians, it's dealing with the coming of the Lord. If you go back to chapter number 1, you'll find it in verse number 10, it says waiting for His Son from heaven. If you go look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19, it says He spoke of being in Christ's presence at His coming. If you look in chapter 3, verse 13, he described the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ with all of His saints. If you look in uh, the chapter just before, we just said it from 12 to 18, it talks about the Lord's the rapture of the church. And so all throughout this book, Paul was writing about the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. But now when we look at the declaration of this day that Paul was talking about, this day in chapter number 5, I find... This declaration is a declaration of certainty. Bless the Lord. Certainty. What do you mean by that? Well, it says in verse 1, But of the times and of the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. He said, you know. You know perfectly. In other words, he is letting you know that this day of the Lord... It's an event that's going to happen. It's not going to be... Listen, it might, it's not that it might happen. It's not that we hope that it happens. But this event that he is talking about is an event, listen to me this morning, that is 100% going to happen. I don't care what the world tells you. I don't care what another preacher may tell you. I'm not getting, listen, I'm not getting my, uh, my message from a man. I'm not getting my message from the internet. I'm getting my message from the Word of God. I'm getting my message from the Bible. And we find that this event is going to happen. And one of the things it talks about that's going to plague the last days is there's going to be scoffers that are going to arise and they are going to say, where is the return? For our Father spoke about it, but it has not happened yet. And would you agree with me, sir? Probably every one of us has ran into somebody that has made the statement. I know Brother Wayne probably has. Where they said, y'all preachers have been preaching about it forever, but it has not happened yet. But let me just say, just because it hadn't happened yet doesn't mean it ain't going to happen. But thank God there is coming a day where these events will happen. Happen. It's the certainty of it. Ain't it ain't that it's might happen. It's going to happen. Friend, if you're lost this morning, hear me and hear me well. The events that I'm talking about is going to happen. That's the certainty of it. But I want you to notice this the clarity of it. The clarity. He said this the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. 
What's the clarity of it? What's the clarity that we find in this? Well, goes on to say in this chapter, he says in verse number 4, but, brethren, but ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You know what he's saying? Paul is telling them, this day is going to happen as a thief in the night. But he said, brethren, this day's not going to overtake you as a thief in the night. You know why? Because the Lord is allowing him to write to them about this. God is allowing him to tell them about this event. Let me say this. To be forearmed is to be forewarned. Bless you, Lord. See, thank God we got a Bible. Yes. See, what the world is, they're basing theirs off of what they think. Yeah. We're basing ours off of what we know from the yeah. Word of God. And can I tell you this morning, thank God we got a Bible that can clarify these things to us. Listen, when we read about the last days and we see what's going on in our world, can I tell you that it is very easily to get disheartened when we look around at what's all going on. We can, I can understand why somebody that's not reading their Bible can be disappointed, can be upset, can be troubled. But I'm glad, thank God, I've got a Bible that I can open it up. And it says, in this world you'll have tribulations and trials, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And let me say, these things must come to pass. These things Things are going to come to pass. But thank God we've got a Bible that keeps us in the light and not in darkness. Ain't you glad this morning I'm not up in here with a a magazine trying to tell you what Paul Cannon thinks. But thank God I've got a Bible. That's 66 books written by men of old. Inspired by the Holy Ghost. I want to say thank God for the preserved and air. Infallible, impeccable, indestructible Word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But thank God His Word will not return void. I want to say in a dark and wicked world, I'm glad I've got a Bible that I can be a lamp under my feet, a light under my path. I can hide words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Amen. Ain't you glad we got a Bible? Yeah. You better hear me and hear me well. It'd do every one of us good to get on Facebook and get our face in the book. Amen. Amen. It'd do every one of us good to turn the TV off, get away from the news, and hear some good news from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I want to say something I did and probably do every one of us good. I turned the news off. I turned it off. Amen. And I want to say this. This is what I started doing. The Lord convicted me about that. And I started getting back in my, make sure I was getting back in my, having the right time in my Bible reading. And this is, you, you do what you got to do. But this is what the Lord told me to do. Amen. I started reading 10 chapters a day. And this is what I found out. That if you'll read 10 chapters a day and just start in Mark or Matthew chapter 1, you can read the whole New Testament in 26 days. Amen. And what I'm going to do, I, I, I purposed in my heart, I want to read my Bible through more than one time this year. Amen. If you've never read your Bible through, I challenge you to do that this year. Amen. Right there. That's right. You say, I ain't got time to do it. You got time to do what you want to do. Amen. And let me say in this hour in which we live, it do every one of us good to get our face in the book because we're going to need the Bible in these, uns- come on now, don't get quiet on me. In these uncertain times, in these wicked days, we're living the last of the last days. We're in the last minutes of the last quarter before the Lord returns. We need to get our face in the book. Amen. Let me say this. Paul wrote about this to Thessalonica. That they should not be overtaken as a thief in the night. But you may hear me, hear me well. Paul's writing this to them in a letter. Y'all with me? 
Y'all ever heard those saying, what you don't know won't hurt you? Well, that's a lie straight out of hell. Yeah. There's a lot of things I didn't know that hurt me. Yeah. Amen. You don't know, you may have a blockage. Who ought to agree with me? When you find out, that'll hurt you. Amen. Amen. But see, God had Paul to write it to him. But it wouldn't have done him any good had they not read it. Right. You know what I found about us independent Baptists? You ready for this? Bless the Lord. You ready for it? We're King James only. Let me say this. I'm King James only from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. They tested my blood the other day. I came back NIV negative and KJV positive. Amen. Bless the Lord. I'm King James. Let me just say this this morning. Don't come tell me how much King James you are if you don't read it. Bless the Lord. I'm going to say it one more time. Don't come tell me how King James only you are if you don't read your Bible. Bless your heart. Some of your Bible pages are so warped because you get it out on Sunday, you leave it in your car Sunday through the next Sunday, and the sun's going to warp your pages. <laughs> you don't know what I'm telling you, right? It's got dust on it. Amen. You better get your face in the book. I'm not listening. I'm preaching to you and I'm preaching to myself this morning. I'm preaching to you what the Lord's been preaching to me. Amen. Listen, I was listening to that news. I was discouraged. Amen. Y'all pray for me. Let me say what I want to do. Y'all pray for me. It's my flesh and it's my patriotic spirit. I wanted to go to Washington. Bless the Lord. Amen. I want to listen. I want to talk to Nancy Pelosi. Amen. Y'all pray, y'all pray for me. I want to talk to him. But you know what I found out? That there's, listen, all I can do is vote. That's right, man. That's all I can do. And leave it up to the Lord. See Amen. I found out through all this, y'all pray for me, that me and Sister Angela's got a lot in common. I'd be looking at some news media. I pray for us. And I'd see, I'd go to comment on something. You know what I'd find out? She done commented on it, and she was going to say the same thing I was going to say. Bless you, You know what I thought? Well, ain't no need for me to say it. Amen. She done said it. But you know, that's how we all feel, do we not? Yes. We're all upset. That's all the patriotic side to us. But I'm going to help you out with something. You ready for this? You ready for it? It's going to help you. You ready? Go ahead. It's going to hurt, but it's going to help you. Really, all we can do is pray. That's it, brother. Do what we can do. Because let me just say this. What we go, I said last week, I'm going to say it again. What are we going to do? Vote? How'd that work out? Bless the Lord. I hate, to, I hate to bust our ego, but that's the way it is. Yeah. I think everybody ought to vote. That's where our forefathers fought for, that we can have the right to vote. Amen. We're going to do our part. But let me say, at the end of the day, God raises them up. God takes them down. The king's heart's in his hand. Bless let me say this. If God didn't want Biden on the throne, God removed Biden from the throne. Amen. Yeah. And let me say this. God is raising up for such a time as this. I don't know why he did it. I wish it hadn't happened. But this I do know, that these things must come to pass. Amen. What the Bible says. And it gives us clarity about these days. That's the declaration of it. But how about this? It's a declaration of calamity. It's not only a declaration of certainty. It's going to happen. It's not only a declaration of clarity. We've got a Bible that lets us know what's going to happen. But it's a declaration of calamity. See, this day of the Lord. Here you go. Chapter 4. Verse 13 through 18. You've got the church raptured out. Bless the Lord. Chapter 5, it talks about the day of the Lord. That's what's going to happen after the rapture of the church. Let me say this. Hear me and hear me well. Before you, before you throw stones at me, I'm going to help you with something. The Lord has showed me this. You ready for this? The rapture of the church, hear me now, is not the second coming. 
Bless the Lord. I'll tell you why. Chapter number four, we're called up to meet the Lord in the air. Listen, the first coming, it was Jesus coming down to us. Not yet like that. First coming was Jesus coming down to us. It wasn't us going up to Jesus. It was Jesus coming down to us. But see, the rapture is us going up to Him. But the second coming, the second advent, is where Jesus comes back to this earth. And we know that's there in the tribulation period. And so this day of the Lord, this is the day speaking about when the Lord comes to earth to carry out judgment and vengeance. Bless the Lord. And so when I look at this day of calamity, you say, why is it a day of calamity? Well, go read your Bible about the tribulation period. And you let me know if it's not a day of calamity. When you look at this day of calamity, the day of which Paul speaks is referred to as the day of the Lord. In other words, with each mention of the day of the Lord, it comes as a picture of judgment, anger, and havoc being mercilessly wrecked upon the earth. Six times, listen now, six times it is referred to as a day of doom, destruction, devastation, and damnation. While four times in the Bible it is spoken of a day of God's vengeance and His vindication. Jeremiah 30 and verse 7 speaks about this day. It's called the day or time of Jacob's trouble. Bless the Lord. Here's your little note. I'm going to speak about that more in just a little bit. But you notice Jacob was a Jew. Not a Gentile. He was a Jew. Alright. We're going to go back to that in a little bit. The time of Jacob's trouble. Isaiah 61 verse 2. The day of vengeance of our God. Joel 2.11. That great and dreadful day. Revelation 6 verse 16 and 17 talks about the day of the wrath of the Lamb. Known as the tribulation period. Bless the Lord. See, you're hearing a preacher this morning. You may disagree with me. And we still have fellowship. But I'm going as the Lord showed me the scriptures, I'm not going to be here for one minute during the tribulation period. Amen. Amen. But you want to know what's going to happen when the church is raptured out of here? You know what he says in 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2? When he starts talking about the Antichrist, yes. you know what he's talking about? He says that when, when, there's, when, when it's removed out of the world, he that will, will live. Yeah. Amen. I believe that's speaking about the church. When the church is raptured out of here, listen, the Antichrist is going to be revealed. Bless the Lord. Amen. And let me say this this morning. I want to help you out with something, okay? You ready for this? The mark of the beast isn't going to happen until the church is raptured out of here. Go ahead, brother. So I'm going to help you out with something, okay? This is what the Lord had to help me out with. You ready for this? You ready for this? It's going to help you. The vaccine shot is not the mark of the beast. Listen, Lord. I know, listen, I, I know. Because you know how I know it's not the mark of the beast? Yeah. Are you saved? Are you saved? Go ahead. Do you know you're saved? Have you taken the vaccine shot? Sure you have. Mark of the beast is going to be the Go ahead. Six, six, six. That's right. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you another thing about the vaccine shot. Amen. If it was to happen, we wouldn't be here. Bless the Lord. And even listen, either the vaccine shot is the mark of the beast, and we're all lost, and we're all in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Bless Amen. Lord. So let me say this. It do every one of us good to get off Facebook and get our face in the book. Yeah. Because there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. Amen. Bless the Lord. I know it ain't popular. I know you may get mad at me, but it is what it is. I'm not preaching to be politically correct. I'm preaching to be biblically correct. I'm trying to help you. But you do realize that day is coming. Yes, it is. And when we're rushing out of here, there's going to be peace treaty signed. 
Bless you, Lord. Now let me say this. Before we're raptured out of here, somebody told me the other day, they said, you, he said, you believe you ain't going to go through one minute of tribulation period. He said, you believe the church is just going to get out of here scot free. I said, oh, no. No, 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 no. The church was birthed in persecution, and the church is going to go out in persecution. Yeah. Amen. Jesus said, in this world you'll have tribulations and trials. Yeah. Man that is born of a woman is a few days in full trouble. Amen. We're going to face persecution. And hear me and hear me well. I do believe it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. Amen. I believe we're at the, listen, I believe we're at the threshold. About to walk through the door. Some rough days ahead. Go ahead, brother. But they, these days that we're fixing to go through are in pale in comparison to what's going to happen during the tribulation period. Go ahead. Let me say that when it, when it comes on the scene, that year, we can go look at it. We can preach all about tribulation period. What's all going to happen? We all just thank God we ain't going to be here. That's yeah. that are saved. If you're lost this morning, I'd run to Jesus. That's right. Amen. I'd run to Jesus. Because let me say, that day's coming where you're going to wake up and you might, listen, come home and your wife won't be there. Your kids won't be there. Your husband may not Bless be there. You, you want to know why? Because we're going to be raptured out. Yeah. We're going to leave this old world and all hell is going to break loose. That's right. Listen, there's going to be a day where some people are going to go to church on a Sunday and find out they're the only ones there. Go ahead, brother. Know why? Because the church has been raptured out. And they were lost. But the day of calamity, listen to this. He says in verse number 3, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as a travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Let me say this real quick. There's something else the Lord helped me with. Maybe we're just going to have a Bible study this morning, but this is the way the Lord's directing me. Notice when Paul is writing the difference in the usage of his words. When he's talking about the children of the day, he says we. He says us. But when he's talking about that day of sorrow, listen to what he says again. Listen to it. See if you see it. For when they, when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon us, Oh no, but upon them. Them, not us. Them. If they were going to go through a tribulation, don't you think God would have had Paul say us? Bless him, Lord. He says them. Know why? Because I just want to call time out and say, thank God I'm us and not a them. Amen? I'm thank God I'm a we and not a them. Somebody help me this morning. I'm glad that's not talking about what's going to happen about us, but it's talking about what's going to happen to them. Amen. Matthew 24, 21 through 22 says this, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor evil shall be, and except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Somebody said the other day, they said, well, that, that, what about that elect's sake? That's saved people. What about the elect's sake? I said, go read Romans 9. Yeah. That listen, you know who the elect is? That's the children of Israel. Who are going to be children of Israel are going to go through the tribulation period. Listen, Lord. Amen. But the church is going to be raptured out. Yeah. Amen. I'm glad I'm not going to be here. If I haven't told you lately, I want to tell you again. I'm glad I'm not going to be here. Amen. Brother Gary Farlow said it like this. We're leaving out of here like Superman, but thank God we're coming back like the Long Ranger. Amen. Right. I'm glad I'm not going to be here. You may not believe me this morning, but I want you to believe that I believe it. Amen. I'm not going to be here. Alright? That's the calamity of this day. How about this? The preparation for that day. Would you agree with me this morning? If this day is going to happen, 
This day is, listen, it's going to come to pass. We need to be prepared for it. Now hold on. You say, preacher, why do I need to be prepared for it if I'm not going to be here? What takes place before the tribulation? The rapture. So in order to be ready, listen now, to make sure you miss the tribulation, you need to be ready for the rapture. Amen. And there are some things we can find that us that are saved need to be preparing for because the rapture takes place and then the tribulation period. I don't know how close they are together. Take me out and eat Waffle House and eat, feed me chili. And I might tell you how close I believe it. I don't know how, how what's going to happen after the church is raptured out in between that. I don't know if it's going to go right into the seven years of tribulation. I don't know. I don't know how long that's going to be. I don't know. Go ask Brother Wayne. He might be able to tell you. I don't know. But I would tell you this. I know it's going to be shortly thereafter. So what are we going to do until then? Until we're raptured out? Well, first of all, we're to be awake. He said, don't sleep. Therefore, let us not sleep. That sleep there is not talking about you not going home and going to sleep, taking an afternoon, saying, It's not what he's talking about. But he's talking about that sleep as an unconscious state. In other words, we need to be conscious to what's going on around us. We don't need to be slothful, but we need to be awake. Who all would agree with me? There's a lot of people being rocked to sleep in the day and hour in which we live. But you and I, we need to be awake. How about this? We need to be alert. Yeah. He said, but let us watch and be sober. That word watch, we know what that means. To be aware. To be on the lookout. And to be sober. Now, that's sober there, sobriety. That's not talking about necessarily, listen now, about one abstaining from alcohol. Even though we can look at that. But it means that word sober there means to not be intoxicated. Who all would agree with me? You can be intoxicated on more things than just alcohol. That's right. You can be intoxicated on things of this world. You can be, listen, you can be, listen, intoxicated with your job. You can be intoxicated with your family. You can be intoxicated with the things of this world to where you, listen, are not in a conscious state of what's going on around you. See, there's people not only being rocked to sleep. Listen, if the devil can't get you lazy, he'll get you busy. Bless the Lord. He can't get you to be lazy, he'll get you busy. You mark it down. We're to be alert. We're to be on the lookout. We're to be armored. Listen to this. He said, but verse number 8, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet of hope of salvation. Amen. We know in Ephesians chapter number, five, I think it's chapter 6, yeah. he talks about the whole armor of God. Yeah. Helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, be shod with the preparations of the gospel, the girdle of truth, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit. We know that. But in this, he only mentions two bits of armor. The helmet and the breastplate. Why is that? Well, what does the helmet protect? Protects your head, Right? In other words, it protects your mind. The breastplate protects your chest. In other words, it protects your heart. Let me tell you what in the last days, what you're going to better make sure you need to have on the whole armor of God. He emphasizes here, when he gets close to the coming of the Lord, you better make sure that you have this guarded. And you better make sure you have your heart guarded. That's right. Because what does the Bible say at the end of the hearts will fail them? Yeah. What do you not look like when you, turn, when you listen to people with workplace and all that? People's hearts are failing them. 
Bless you, Lord. People in the ministry losing heart. Yes, Preachers losing heart. How about this? Anybody, anybody agree with me this morning? We're having a problem with what we're thinking about in our mind. Go ahead, Paul. What did Paul say in the book of Colossians? Let's think on things that are above, mm. not on things below. Yeah. Simon Peter said, gird up the loins of your mind. Right? Right. We got to guard our minds. Can I tell you about it? It doesn't matter what you think about. Come on now. It does matter what you think about. You know, if I sit around long enough and I think about what's all going on in the world, I'll get discouraged. I'll have the Eeyore syndrome. Amen. My lip will drag around with the best of them. Bless the Lord. But you know what I think? You can think yourself happy. Yeah. Is that not what Paul said to Grip? I think myself happy. What made Paul think himself happy when he started talking about that he was saved? When he talked about that he wasn't going to hell. If you'll start thinking about the goodness of the Lord, you'll think yourself happy. Amen. If you allow your mind to start wondering on things that ought not be thinking on, you know what you're going to be finding yourself doing? Complaining, murmuring, whining, belly aching. list goes on and on and on. And in these days in which we and I live in, we better have our minds guarded. And we better have our hearts guarded. Yeah. But then this, we find the preparation of this day, decoration of this day. But then lastly, the consolation of this day. Yeah. Consolation, comfort of this day. Can I say it like that? Mm. Brother Paul, you're talking about this day of the Lord. This tribulation period. When all, getting on this day of Jacob's trouble, all these days of heartache. How can I be comforted? How can you tell me I can be comforted about the day of the Lord? Because it's going to be some pretty bad things. Well, you ready for it? One of the ways you can be comforted for that day, you ready? So help you now. One of the things you can be comforted about is our deliverance from that day. Amen. Look what verse 9 says. You ready for this? Verse 9, chapter 5. For God hath not, hath not appointed us unto wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know what he's saying? He said, we know I said the wrath, wrath of the Lamb. Let me ask you this. In verse number 10, listen to this, verse 10. Who died for us. Alright, now he talks about Calvary right there. Who died for us. Bless the Lord. I'm going to help you all with something, so listen to me. Who died for us. On the cross of Calvary. We're going to have a little question and answer just for a second. On the cross of Calvary. Did Jesus suffer all of your wrath? Or just half of your wrath? All of your wrath. Go ahead. Did he suffer three quarters of your wrath or all of your wrath? Bless him, man. Do it, Paul. Say it again. Oh. Say it again. Oh. Let's, let every, let's let the devil know. How much of it? All of it. All of it. So he says he's not appointed us under wrath. Right. Under wrath. So let me ask you this. If all of our wrath was poured out upon the Lord Jesus, then in the, during the tribulation period, it's going to be known as the day of his wrath. What wrath is there for us to go through? Bless him, Lord. Do it. What wrath is there for us to go through? There ain't none. Well, because all my wrath was poured out upon the Lord Jesus. Be saying He's not appointed me on the wrath, but thank God unto salvation. You know what that word salvation is? It's got many different meanings in the Bible. Yes, it means saving us from our sins, but it also means to deliver somebody out of trouble. I want to go on record and say, you know the reason why I can be comforted? You know the reason why that I can have peace in these days? It's because the Lord Jesus is going to deliver us out of here. Amen. We're checking up out of here. He didn't just buy, listen. He didn't just 
Lord Jesus just didn't take half of my wrath. He no. took all of it. Thank if there's Lord. no wrath for me to take, then what wrath is going to be poured out on the given tribulation period? There ain't going to be none because I ain't going to be here. That's comforting. Would you agree with me? That's comforting. How about this? Our destination during this day. Look what it says. Verse number 10. Who died for us that whether we wake or sleep. You ready for this? We should live together with Him. You know, go back over to chapter number 4. You know what He talks about? The dead. He talks about, refers to that as sleep. That's not soul sleep. But that sleep there, He's talking about those that are in the grave. Right? He said, those that sleep shall be called up. And us that are alive and remain. In other words, us that are awake. Bless shall be called up together to meet the Lord in the air. Alright, so you know what He says? Whether if we sleep, dead in the grave, or whether if we're awake, alive on the earth, Bless the Lord. we shall be together with Him in heaven. Right. You want to know why? When all that tribulation period's going on on this earth, you want to know where Timothy Paul Cannon's going to be? I ain't going to be here for one minute of it. I'm going to be in heaven. Worthy right. is the Lamb. Yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We're going to be singing that heavenly choir. We're going to be shouting down the street of gold. Yes. We're going to be worshiping with our family. Why? Because thank God, we're going to be in heaven yes. while hell is being broke out on this earth. Right. I say that's comforting. We're going to be in heaven while they're on earth. You know what? Let me ask you this. He said, comfort one another with these things. Yeah. If I was to tell you this morning, I got bad news. You're going to have to go through every day of the tribulation period. How comforting would that be? That's right. Wouldn't be, would it? Wouldn't be one bit of comforting. But let me ask you this. If I was to tell you, you're not going to be here one minute for it. Is that comforting? Amen. Oh, yeah. whole lot better than the alternative. Amen? Right. How about this? Our deliverance from that day. Our destination during this day, but our duty before this day. Amen. He says in verse number, listen, in verse number 11, I'm done. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together. Together. Amen. Y'all see that? Together. Not apart, yeah. but together. Right. And edify one another. Edify, build up. Amen. Even as you also you do. Edify one another. Building up together. What comforts me is that we're going to be delivered from that day. What comforts me is we're, thank God, we're not only going to be delivered from that day, but where we're going to be at during that day. But I'm comforted because of the duty that I have to do before that day. See, we're to build each other up until that day happens. Brother Wayne, I'm to build you up. And you're to build me up. Brother Donnie, I'm to build you up. Not tear you down. In the days prior to the Lord's return, we need to be building each other up. Not tearing each other down. Amen. Before the days of the Lord, we need to be together and not apart. Building each other. We've got a job to do. Listen, God's not done with the church yet. Amen. It's the reason why we're still here. We've got a job to do. Mount Perrin Baptist Church has got a job to do. Brother Josh prays all the time. We're to be a light on the hill. He said, We're not the children of darkness. We're the children of the light. We're not the children of the night. We're the children of the day. We're the light of this world. We're not the light. We're not to hide our light under a bushel, under our bed, but we're to let our light shine. And your light can't shine bright unless it's a dark night. And we're living in some dark days. And I said this last Sunday and the Sunday before, and I'm going to say it again because we need to hear it. This world out here don't have no hope. 
They've tried alcohol. They've tried drugs. Their hopes in the economy. Their hopes in the White House. Their hopes in the Senate. Their hopes in Congress. Their hopes in a man. But us who are saved, our hope is in the God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ. And if people walk through those back doors back there, they need to see people who claim to know the truth, to be saved, to have the peace of God which passeth all understanding. They come in here and hear us belly aching like the world is, then they'll say, they don't have nothing to offer me. But if they'll come in here saying, the economy crashed. But how was that? How was they shouting? I don't understand that. They were singing, I know my name's there. And they were raising their hand. They were wiping tears. I mean, they weren't sad. They weren't shedding tears because they were sad. Bless they were shedding tears because they were happy. How in the world do they have peace Amen. when the world's falling apart? How in the world do they have peace when everything's going wrong? How in the world when people are losing their jobs? They're still praising God. They're still worshiping God. Let me tell you how we have that peace. Because we know the peace giver. Amen. We can build each other up. That's right. I need you. And you need me. That's right, Paul. And in the days prior to that day of the Lord, we need each other.